You're listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, where I'm here to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Welcome to the last episode of 2021. I cannot believe how fast this year went. I honestly can't. I mean, it's definitely been a hard year for us for a lot of different reasons. There were, I mean, the biggest reason I'd say definitely is my mom passing and which is, you know, that's happening in this time of year. But um, I'm really excited to kind of use what I do as kind of a healthy outlet for helping me remember the good that's in my life, remember ways that I can embrace health. And I'm also really excited for you guys to listen to the first podcast of 2022 because my brother and I sat down and we really chatted all about adversity, how adversity really turned him into such an amazing athlete and just human being in general. He had a, he had a lot of personal growth last year and we chat a lot about how the things that we kind of all as a family have been through in the last I don't know what we would we break it down to like six seven years. We've been through a lot, and uh, my mom's passing was kind of like the the icing on the cake. And we really chat about how that impacted his journey to getting signed with the Washington Nationals, and you know his his athlete mindset and just holistic health mindset, which that was just really that was a really fun conversation. So that's going to be the next episode, the first episode of twenty twenty two. And I wanted to wrap up this year. I wanted to wrap up twenty twenty one by going through seven, I had to just count there. I have a list. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven health and biohacks that I found most helpful in 2021. So with some of these health hacks, some of these are free. Some of these are free, cheap, and easy. They don't require any skill. Some of them have an investment associated or a mindfulness, like you have to be mindful about doing it. I mean, I think you have to be mindful about doing all of these, but some of these, a lot of these actually, when I was kind of writing this list, a lot are very, very inexpensive, cheap, and easy to do as long as you're mindful about it, which I think that's really powerful because at the end of the day, if we can do things that are free, cheap, and easy, that really move the needle into our health and I talk a lot about those small little 1% and a lot of these are these small little 1% that help add up to 100 for me and for my health. So I'm really excited to dive into all of these and so I'm going to dive through each of them. I'm going to talk about how and why I do it and the benefits that I've personally seen. So the first one is getting outside on a daily basis even in the colder months as we approach into winter and I think this is something I've always enjoyed doing. I've always been into walking and just getting outside. It's always a great way to clear my mind but especially after having getting Tala two years ago it really makes you a lot more mindful of even if it's raining, even if it's snowing, even if it's the coldest day in the world, she still needs to go out and get her activity. Whereas I might have been, you know, I'm not going to get outside today because I don't really need to make myself that uncomfortable. Um, obviously, it's very enjoyable to get outside when it's warm. You see, it's so funny being in a neighborhood. I've always noticed that. Like in the winter, I would in our, at least in our old, especially in our old neighborhood, I would go months without seeing any of my neighbors. And then in the summer, everyone's like, oh, out of their house and everyone's so happy to be outside and whatever. But day in and day out, all day, all year long, Tala and I were trucking in the snow and just enjoying all the benefits of being outside, right? The fresh air, the sun exposure. We are not meant to be inside all the time. We evolved essentially to be outside. So obviously it's great if you can have 
a home that is a safe shelter, that it's warm, that's great. And that's something, you know, that, that makes us comfortable, that makes us feel safe. But it is really good to get outside for a variety of reasons. And one of the reasons is the information that outdoor light gives our body in terms of making hormones. So getting out first thing in the morning tells your body to to make healthy amounts of cortisol to help wake your body up in the morning. It's it's that cortisol awakening response. It's telling your circadian rhythm, okay, it's light, let's get to work, let's you know, let's get the day started. And then if you go outside at night, like we usually always take Tala out after dinner. And so in the summertime, it's we're kind of getting the sunset, which now that it's cold and miserable and rainy, we are getting darkness, but darkness and sunset both tell your body, okay, start making melatonin, start kind of ramping, ramping the body processes down and really getting ready for the night to come. Um, I also love being outside because I just find it an immediate stress relief. I find just kind of looking at the natural elements. I'm always very gravitated to finding, you know, the local or closest nature trail I can get to. There's just something really just centering and so grounding about it. And so being outside, I think, especially with COVID, that was some people's only option for exercise is if they were going to a local trail, whoop did a kind of a year in analysis and hiking and rucking. And it's one of their activities and it's up significantly because that was really a big option for people or really some people, it was their only option in terms of physical activity. And so, um, you know, really connecting yourself to nature, um, is healing on, on so many levels. And so that's definitely a daily staple. And that is a staple that I will continue to carry into my life forever, whether I, we own a dog or not. Um, having a dog obviously I think makes the process just a lot more enjoyable. Um, you can also, you know, go outside with a loved one or bring a book or meditate or whatever that is to you. Um, I know that because I love this so much, I could never and would never and just zero have uh, any interest in living in a city. I just couldn't do it. No disrespect to people who listen, who live in a city. I just like, I need my trees. I need my, my grass. I need my space with no skyscrapers. Um, and it, it just, it's just incredibly healing to me. I love it. So that's probably one of the biggest biohacks and health hacks that I have is using the outdoors and using the lighting, especially that's outdoors to help center and, and really support your own hormonal and circadian and just well-being in general. So that's probably the biggest one. The second part of 2021 that I probably started dabbling in this in 2020. Yes, I did. I did start dabbling into this in 2020, but definitely really got into the swing of it in 2021 was eating nose to tail and consuming more organ meats. So organ meats, if you guys want to go back and listen to the episode that I did with Ashley Van Houten, oh goodness, that was a while ago. That was back in November, ooh, when was that? It was November of 2020. So that's episode 18. That's going way, 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 way back. We chat all about organ meats. She's got a great book that I use for reference. It's called It Takes Guts. It's in, it's here in my bookshelf. I love it. Um, but essentially it shows kind of all these different parts of the animal that just would typically go wasted and how they should not be going wasted because they are the most nutrient dense parts of the animal. So I know that we did that podcast back in 2020, but really incorporating nose to tail and eating more organ meats is something that's really been a, a, a really good routine of ours in 2021. And I even incorporated it at the revive retreat that I hosted just a few weeks ago up in Lake Placid. And I did a cooking demo with how I incorporate liver into 
my meals, how it's more sustainable, how it's literally the cheapest form of meat you're ever going to get, but it's the most nutrient dense. So I made the analogy to the, the alpha wolf when, you know, a pack of wolves has a kill, the alpha wolf will fight the rest of the pack for the liver. And it just goes to show, okay, if this wolf is the alpha, it needs the most nutrition. It needs the, it knows that it's the most nutrient dense part so that it can, you know, better lead the pack. And we all are our own internal alpha. So if you eat meat, you know, being able to incorporate muscle meats, obviously, but to be able to also incorporate the organ meats is great. And it doesn't mean that you have to eat liver every day. We probably eat it. I don't know. I'd say at least once or twice a week. I really try to include it at least once a week. I do also include some raw liver and Talos food. I try to include it like once a day, like an ounce or two for her. Um, but you know, we eat other things. We, we eat bone marrow. I'm huge into bone broth, like the best gut healing elixir. And I consider that kind of organ meats. It's kind of, again, it's another way to just use a different part of the animal that otherwise would be thrown out. We just throw out the bones. Instead, we can boil them down and really make this super healing gut elixir. I really like heart. Heart tastes a lot like steak, in my opinion. I think it's a very similar texture. It does, it's not, I don't know what the word, it's not a strong taste by any means. I don't think, I think it tastes just like steak. We usually would do beef heart and I like making it in a stir fry. I actually haven't done that in a long time. I still need to get in the kidney. I have some suet in the freezer that I haven't gotten into yet. Um, so I'm, I'm still working on dabbling into some things, but in general, I really do make it a priority to add these things in. Cause I think that it's just incredibly beneficial. And I've seen a profound impact in my skin health in my hormonal health. And I just, it will definitely continue to be something that we make it a priority because honestly, it's a really inexpensive way to, I mean, I can get a, I can probably get seven, eight ounces of liver for $3. I mean, I'll get a huge container of it and they'll charge me two to $3 and it's like nothing. Um, granted, yes, it's not, I'm not eating the whole meal out of the liver, but I'm incorporating it and it's a really, it's nature's multivitamin. So again, you don't have to go right to liver. Maybe try bone broth. If you haven't tried bone broth, maybe go to some bone marrow, maybe try some heart, you know, you can mix it in there. But for us personally, it has been a very huge health hack that I recommend. And so if you want to learn more, I would recommend checking out episode 18 that I did with Ashley Van Houten on for the author of It Takes Guts. She's actually coming out with another cookbook um, centered around kind of, I think she, I believe she's calling it carnivore-ish. And so it's kind of meat focused meals with obviously seasonal vegetables and things like that and how you can, how you can make these things healthy and tasty. So definitely check her out. Um, the sauna would be my third kind of biohack. Um, if you did not yet listen to the episode that I did with Nicole from Sunlighten, it was one of the, it was, I shouldn't say it was the most fun episode, but it was an amazing episode because even though I have a sauna and I use it all the time, I learned so much. And that was episode number 73 for reference. That was just two episodes ago. But I seriously just... I mean, there's so many different reasons I look forward to the sauna. It's a time for me to just relax. I try not to bring my phone in there. Or if I do bring my phone in to, you know, maybe I'm FaceTiming my dad or my brother or, you know, what it's still like, I'm trying to not scroll on social media. I'm not scrolling through emails. It's kind of my time to decompress, but then I'm also getting those detox benefits, which is something that I've learned on my journey that I really struggle with. We personally use the sunlight and 
brand and I have, I love it. There are portable ones that you can get that I think can do a great job. Um, especially if you're kind of limited for space, but if you are somewhere where maybe you have access to somewhere that does infrared sauna sessions, like maybe your gym or a studio or something like that, it's a kind of a great way to take advantage of this healing modality. But if you want to kind of really learn all of the tidbits about why, make sure you listen to episode 73, but it has just definitely been a staple in our, in our lifestyle. And it's something that we do. So we walk the dogs, we get outside after we have a very healing meal. Then after we walk, we go in the sauna for 30 to 40 minutes. And then we kind of just decompress the rest of the night. So we really turn it into a whole routine, which I love. And it's something that, you know, a lot of times my husband and I do together and there's just something really bonding about it. I know I felt that when we were at the revive retreat and we probably had one, two, three, we probably could fit about six or seven of us in the traditional, it was a traditional finished sauna. Um, so it got a lot hotter. I'd say it probably got up to like 160, 170. Um, but it was just so cool to like be in there with a bunch of girls and chat and open up about things. And it's just a really big healing and community modality, which is cool. I mean, over in Finnish and Swedish cultures, that's kind of like what they do. They, they, you go in the sauna as a family or a community, and then you go do a cold plunge. Like it's just kind of what, from what I've seen that they do, which I think that's really cool because I find it to be a really great source of connection. I love whenever we go home to my parents' house that, you know, we'll go into my dad, we'll go into my brother. It's just a very bonding atmosphere. And it's cool when you can do something social, but have it have a really deep rooted health benefit. And you can do that with anything. You can do that with tea. You can do that with anything. Like I think a lot of people, when we think of social things, it's so heavy, heavily centered around drinking, which not that I don't ever drink. I mean, if, but I just think that there's so many other ways that we can, can incorporate socialization and community without centering it around constantly having alcohol. Um, I really like doing it around tea. I like doing it around kind of maybe all just like these health hack things that I like. We take going for a walk outside with a friend or someone that you love, going in the sauna with someone you love, making a healthy meal, having some tea, doing all those types of things. It just fits my, fits my MO a lot better and it serves my purpose a lot better. So find what serves your purpose. The fourth thing and the big, one of the biggest health hacks that I learned this year was boundaries. I was always the type of person that I didn't know how to shut it off. Being, you know, a small business owner and where my practice has grown, thankfully, I mean, so extensively just in this last year. I mean, I've had so much growth and I've been able to help so, 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 so many people. But with that, I've had to learn boundaries. I've had to know to put my phone away. And this year I really started doing the phone curfew where I would get off social media by seven and I wouldn't be on until at least the first hour that I'm awake. So that tends to, tends to end up being about seven in the morning. Um, you know, I don't check emails. I don't reply to emails in the middle of the night. I don't reply to Voxers from my clients, you know, at all hours of the night. I really try to have boundaries because, and the reason is not to be a jerk, right? Like I don't have boundaries in my business or my personal life to be a jerk. I do it because I can't show up as my most, most authentic self if I'm feeling burnt out. I used to do this when I was a fitness, more online fitness trainer, which I still do a lot of fitness stuff on the side. Um, I actually work virtually with quite a few different clients uh, for fitness training. But when I was really, really in the roots of starting like my online fitness business, which was probably mm, six years ago, seven years ago, 
I would be answering emails. I'd be in bed. I'd be out. My phone, my phone would be glued to me. I'd be answering Instagram messages. I'd be getting people enrolled. And then I wondered why I felt so resentful. I wondered why I felt so burnt out. I wondered why I just didn't want to get behind my laptop on a Sunday and, and answer check-ins and emails because I just felt so burnt out. Whereas now that I have boundaries, I am so excited to show up to every call I have. I'm so excited to show up to every appointment, every session, every podcast, every social media interaction, because I have those boundaries. So those boundaries, I don't, like I said, I do not do them to like to be offensive by any means, or I'm not talking to you between this. I'm doing it so that I can sh- always show up as my best self because you can get watered down when you're really burning yourself out. And I think dep- no matter what career you are in, boundaries are essential. A lot of careers don't understand boundaries and they just, you know, you don't, you don't need them. You just need to go, go, go and work, work, work. But then what happens when you're burnt out and you are just feeling completely unmotivated and you don't want to do anything that's not serving you, the company that you're working for, or maybe yourself or the people you're working with that serves nobody. So honestly, creating boundaries is probably one of the most passionate things that I have realized as a health hack this year. Um, setting, setting your, yourself up for success by having that phone curfew. Like I said, if my dad or my brother calls or a love, like my grandma or someone calls me, I'm going to answer it, but I'm not going to be surfing the web. I'm not going to be on emails. I'm not going to be on social media. That's a really hard thing to do, especially because so much of my job is centered around, okay, how am I doing interaction wise? Am I getting back to everybody? Like how are people engaging with my content? Am I putting out enough stuff that's helpful to them? But I'm not able to have that creative mind if I don't do that. And so one thing I love is, is having that you know, social media detox. I actually even started every Sunday. I don't even go on social media. I'll be on my phone and I'll text people back, but I will not be on social media. Um, and the only t- reason I'll check my emails is to see if anybody books in, um, for office times on Monday, just so I know, um, what I need to be prepared for. But other than that, I'm not answering emails. I'm not answering DMS. I'm not doing any type of work period at all because being a small business, I find myself working all the time. I'm working, even though I'm not physically working, I'm still working on a Saturday if I'm answering emails or doing things in my membership. And so I need to give myself that day. So long-winded way of saying boundaries are incredibly important and do them for your personal, mental, physical, and just emotional well-being. I highly recommend it. And maybe maybe you just need a journal on what those boundaries need to look like for you because maybe they don't look like mine. Maybe they look like something different and that's okay. Maybe it's boundaries from people in your life who you feel are draining your energy. Maybe it's boundaries from people at work or your work in general, you know, find out what that is and think on it. And then don't just think on it, think on ways on how you can apply it into your life so that it can snowball into truly being a part of your routine. The fifth aspect of biohacking is more targeted supplementation and more advanced functional medicine protocols. And so, you know, there's definitely a basic supplementation that I think most people can benefit from. I'm obviously a very huge advocate of whole food first, but I would be lying if I didn't say that our supplement cabinet was filled. We don't own a medicine cabinet. We own a supplement and herb and a nutraceutical cabinet. Um, I do not use everything that I have in there all day or every day by any means, Um, but I am a really big fan of especially targeted supplements, depending on where you're at in your health journey. And I think that's why it's important to work with someone who can help you figure out what that is. Like I said, there's definitely basic ones that most people can, you know, benefit from like an anti-inflammatory, whether that's some type of like a cod liver or fish oil, um, high quality, 
is really important. Um, you can always do something like, you know, methylated B vitamin or even just taking like desiccated organs is honestly a great multivitamin, maybe a vitamin D in the winter. So maybe having some vitamin C or something like that, depending on what your goal, like there's some really basic supplements that pretty much can benefit mostly everybody across the board. Um, but there are some really interesting targeted protocols that I've seen some freaking amazing results from. Um, I walk people through those within my membership. I've done like functional medicine detox, parasite and gut protocols. And I can tell you that from those more functional medicine based and, uh, targeted protocols, we have seen some amazing things. Like I've had people who had chronic skin issues that do a parasite protocol and their skin clears up or they get their cycle back that they've been missing forever, or they don't have any symptoms associated with their cycle, which we didn't think that had anything to do with their hormones in the beginning. And they're like, why am I doing this? And then they do it. And they're like, wow, I noticed, you know, X, Y, and Z change that I didn't even think were related to, you know, potential parasites or candida or things that could have been in my gut. And with working through that personally, I can personally attest to that, um, how incredibly healing it's been and like seeing physically seeing things that your body is just getting rid of that it doesn't need anymore. So incredible. Um, but also being able to see hundreds of thousands of other people have those same, same things makes that definitely part of my list of seven things that are health hacks and biohacks, because I definitely don't find that to be very mainstream. Um, but I do find it to be very, very clinically relevant in majority of people. And so I do walk people through that, um, that I work with one-on-one and I do walk through it in my membership as well, just so that you can have the support for me, the, from the community and all those different types of things. But it's been crazy. The results that I've seen from that, the sixth thing that would be on my list is castor oil packs. Castor oil packs are amazing. I actually interviewed the founder of, uh, the queen of the thrones, who is the creator of the pack that I personally use, I, I interviewed her on episode 45. We talk all about how castor oil packs can be supportive to hormone health, gut health, liver health, skin issues, fertility, all of those different types of things, digestion, SIBO, all of those things. We talk all about all of that on episode number 45, but castor oil packs are something that I just cannot go without. <laughs> I love them so much. It's so easy too. like, it's, I do my nighttime skincare routine. I get in my pajamas. I put the castor oil pack on, I put, you know, whatever oils over the castor oil that I'm looking for. And I just kind of go about my night and it's something that just kind of helps calm me down. Cause it is really known to boost dopamine, um, and oxytocin because it's kind of like that hugging effect of wearing something around your abdomen. I just love it so much. And so it's one of my favorite things, but you guys can use the code, um, Dr. Haley 15. I believe you can use that for the next few days. That should, that code should still be valid for 15% off, but otherwise you can just use code Dr. Haley for her packs. Um, and I will also put that link in the show notes, but castor oil packs are amazing. If you really want to dive into why they're beneficial, um, and, kind of the mechanism behind it. I definitely would listen to episode number 45. If you haven't already, if you've, if you've listened to it and you still haven't implemented it, it's one of the easiest things that you can implement. It takes minimal to no work at all. And it's got amazing benefits. So we all could be supporting our digestive system and our liver. And that's one of my favorite ways to do it. And I would say the last thing that I have on my list is seasonal eating. And I say that because majority of 2021 
I did eat seasonally. I started shopping at the farmer's markets back in April, and I have been shopping for them for produce and meat ever since April. Um, I There are a few, maybe a few meat things that we might have to pick up at the, you know, the butcher or something like that, but otherwise, all of our produce has been from the market. And I can tell you, I was always a big proponent of eating seasonally the year before because it was... You know, we, I would go to the market every Saturday, but the market didn't go all year. It went from, I don't know, June to October. So that was still a good amount of time where I wasn't buying produce at the grocery store, but I bought produce at the grocery store all winter. Whereas here, now that we're in Canadagua, which is, there's we just have more options. There is a winter market that goes every other week, which there's some people that have a greenhouse so they can grow certain things. But there's a lot of rooted vegetables that will continue to grow. There's a local farmer that will bring turkey and chicken and all that kind of stuff. So we'll make sure we get our meat there, our liver there. Uh, And then there's also a market that's in Brighton, if you're familiar with Rochester, that I believe is ending in January. They usually go inside, but due to COVID, they are not. Um, And we get pretty much everything and anything there. They've got goat cheese on top of all the vegetables. They've got organic homemade sourdough. I mean, they've got the whole thing. And so I will miss that, but they will pick that back up outside in March. So I only have to wait two months to not go there, but then I will be hopefully stocking up at everything at the other market that goes every other week. But I mean, it really teaches you a lot. You can't eat the same thing all the time. There's not, spinach isn't available all year. Broccoli's not available all year. Cauliflower's not available all year. There's things that you just, you just, asparagus. I haven't had asparagus since June because it's just not available. And I'm I don't know. And it's, I think it's good because it challenges your microbiome to be diverse because you're constantly having to give it something different. You're constantly, if there's not that much there, you've got to try maybe something different than you would typically try. Cause you know, we go into the grocery store, we have our four, five staple vegetables, but that's not consistent to what we'd be able to eat. I, I haven't had a, I haven't had fresh fruit in, I don't know, summer. Maybe I maybe had an apple, some organic apples and this fall. Um, we do have some frozen that we got from the market, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's kind of forces you to really, really dig into, okay, what would have people done, you know, a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, how would they have eaten? Maybe, maybe, you know, you can, and you freeze some, which that's definitely a possibility. And we definitely have done that, but you know, how, how would your body and microbiome kind of switch throughout the seasons? That's one of the best things that I've done. And so again, you don't have to be as extreme as me um, by any means, but maybe challenge yourself to kind of think that way. If you are going to the grocery store, how you can be more in line with what's eating, what's seasonally. Like if you live in a Northern climate, raspberries are not in season in February. (laughs) So, you know, and there's a reason they don't stay fresh because they're shipping them from who knows where and you have them for one day in your fridge and there's already mold growing on them. And so I just, I just think that that's one of the best things, you know, about our health um, that we can do is, is seasonal. And it's also just been really nice to support local farmers. They've just been so appreciative of the business. Um, and I do think that it's, I think I've seen the farmer's markets very busy because I do think people are understanding the importance of one, shopping local, and two, shopping really fresh and healthy because the quicker that you can eat it after it's picked, the more nutrients there are. The longer that it sits on the shelf, the more that it's going to lose its nutritional value. So just some things to take into account, kind of recapping all of these, getting outside, incorporating more organ meats, using a sauna, setting boundaries, 
using targeted supplementation or more functional medicine protocols in your healing journey, using castor oil packs and eating seasonally. That is my recap. This is what I personally have found, and I would love to hear what you guys have found this year, maybe from following me, following along with a podcast, from your own health journey, being your own, your own health advocate, being the alpha of your health. What are things that you found? What are your top few health hacks or biohacks that you've noticed? I'd love to know. You guys can send me a message over on Instagram. I love to chat. I love learning about what other people are doing and what what's working for other people and what's benefiting them. So hop on over, send me a message on Instagram at Dr. Haley Schaff, and I would really love to hear what served and helped you guys this year because I am always learning as well. And so I'd love to hear if you maybe have something different um, or maybe a therapy or modality or health hack that I just, just didn't include because it's hard to narrow all the stuff I do down to eight, but um, I'd love to have a conversation about it. So let me know. And if there's anything I can do to help you and support you along your journey, never hesitate to reach out. I have a lot of resources on my website at drhaleyshoff.com slash resources. I have my online membership, drhaleyshoff.com slash membership. Obviously, I have the podcast, Instagram, lots of exciting stuff coming for this new year. But I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for you all for being here, being present and being open to what I have to share. It means so much. Hope you have a great new year.